What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you guys with my second pick of the month because my first pick was kind of a wash and had to be postponed. Yeah. Um, but this week we're talking about The Brood from 1979. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was another movie that was on uh, Shudder's 101 Scariest Horror Moments or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hadn't watched it, so I figured, why the hell not? And the scene yeah. that the scene that was listed, uh, I was hoping there was going to be more of that type of shit in it, but there wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're jumping ahead too far. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's I guess it's a classic in a sense of well known ish. Well, I guess really not. I don't know, but I wanted to watch it, so yeah. here we are. Um, but this before we pick. <laughs> Before we start talking about it, though, what have you been watching? Uh, so this week, I um, watched a few things. Um, so I uh, watched Jigsaw, finally knocked it off my list, letterbox list. Nice. Um, first time watch, uh, actually didn't mind it. I thought some of the kills were cool. And I mean, the whole like Saw thing is like... I, don't, I haven't watched a Saw movie in like two years, so I guess mm. the kind of vibe of those movies didn't really catch up to me. Like, it's all the same shit, but I thought some of the kills were cool and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've been watching uh, Friday the 13th movies. Um, so I watched uh, The New Blood, which I mm. really liked. Um, I see that. Yeah, it has a girl who has telekinesis powers and can move things uh kind of dumb but i had a great time <laughs> with it um another notable i watched the new uh weird the al yankovic story mm-hmm. uh really liked it um daniel radcliffe was fucking amazing in it yeah like he is perfect casting then i watched uh jason takes manhattan it's okay <laughs> um he's in manhattan for a whole like five minutes um have you seen that one before yeah it's been a really long time though i gotta do yeah. what you're doing and go through them all because it's yeah. been a while yeah um and then up here i don't want to go show my brood score yet but i did watch uh jason goes to hell yeah and um i think i gave it a two and a half or a three yeah um insanely dumb story like the stupidest thing i've ever seen <laughs> but the special effects of the kills were amazing i thought so yeah. have you seen that one yeah i've seen them all but oh you've seen them all okay. i don't i don't i honestly don't remember like past probably five right right and i uh, do have the box set so yeah letterbox has all these cool uh posters oh that's sick yeah that's a sick poster yeah they're the same with like the halloween and stuff like these kind of sick posters so yeah yeah that's really cool yeah nice yeah what about you you've watched more than i have (laughs) but uh let's see here shoot shoot it down quick all right um well, our buddy Dennis, he always does these polls on Instagram and stuff. Uh, so he's yeah. doing an animated movies poll and he did The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. So I wanted to rewatch them. Um, so I watched Beauty and the Beast and it is, I don't Five stars, eh? Wow. I don't give a shit what anybody says, man. That movie is fucking amazing. Um, then I watched The Long Night, <laughs> which uh, you shit on really hard. Yeah, I hated uh, it. I thought it was so bad. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I liked it up until probably like the last, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, up until then, it just, it kind of had like a sort of like a home invasion feel to it, but like also with cults. So, I mean, I didn't hate yeah. it up until the end, but yeah, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I watched Matriarch, which is another one from this year. Did not like that movie. Uh, it was well made, but it just, mm-hmm. it was fucking weird, man. 
Mm-hmm. Wasn't a big fan. And I watched Soft and Quiet. This movie uh, just came out, I think, and I'd seen the poster on Instagram or something. Some Someone had shared it. Um, and on the poster, it says the most terrifying film of the year. So I was like, oh, shit, like, I wonder what this is all about. So I went into a blind, completely blind. Yeah. Um, and it's not like like horror terrifying. It's mm-hmm. it's like real life kind of horror. Uh, okay. And yeah, it was it was fucking wild. I definitely recommend checking it out. Hmm. Took me hey. by surprise. Hey, you've watched a lot of movies from this year. Like you must be close to a hundred, right? Uh I don't know. I can check that, can't I? Actually, I haven't added any of those ones yet. I don't think 61. Oh, I feel like you've watched more than that. See if I've added those ones. I didn't add uh, uh, that other one. Soft and quiet. Yeah, 61. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, we're doing this episode at the end of the year with our HMC and friends stuff. So I want to get as many under my belt as I can. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But uh, yeah, pretty quiet week. Um, I started reading again because we're doing that reading challenge, and uh, I want to somewhat catch up to you because you're like way ahead. Yeah, uh, I've so been I'm, slacking though. Good, good. Keep slacking. <laughs> um, so I finally finished American Psycho, the book. Nice, and it was good. A lot different than the movie. Yeah, um, they yeah. cut a lot out of the movie that's in the book. Yeah, uh, there's some fucking violent ass shit that happens in the book <laughs> it's fucking yeah, yeah. nuts yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've been watching Big Mouth the new season of Big Mouth came out so I've been watching that nice it's good I enjoy it it's already in the sixth season yeah I can't believe it now they have a spinoff show too yeah that one was good too actually uh, yeah yep 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 been gaming a lot back into Apex just consumes my time yeah (laughs) all right man you ready to cue the theme music and start talking about this movie of course man Like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about The Brood from 1979. Before we start talking about it, though, what are you drinking? Um, so I still haven't stopped at the LCBO with the beer store, so I'm just having another whiskey. Very nice. Last, We were supposed to record last night, and you said you were making a tea. I did make a tea, yeah. Yeah. You are going to drink it? I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, I bought this sick pennywise mug from uh spirit halloween yeah and like the first couple times i watched it there was like these little like cracks that like showed up on like the face like it's not like it's noticeable but like it's not like doesn't look like it's breaking yeah and then last time i poured my tea into the mug i started hearing these little like cracks Uh oh crackling from it yeah so i was like Okay, I'm not going to use this one anymore for uh, drinks. Let's use it as like a pen holder or something like that. That sucks. Yeah. I'd be taking it back to Spirit next year. Yeah. <laughs> that so, sucks, though. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking Great Lakes Brewery Octopus Wants to Fight IPA. Nice. That's a good one. I don't know if I've had it before, but I like the picture on it. That's how I pick out my books too. <laughs> yeah, it's an IPA. Tastes like all IPAs. Yeah. Not bad. All right. The synopsis of the movie A man tries to uncover an unconventional psychologist's therapy techniques on his institutionalized wife amidst a series of brutal murders. I like that they don't tell us how the murders are happening. Yeah, 
That was a surprise. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, this movie was directed by David Cronenberg, who is obviously known for The Fly, Videodrome, Crimes of the Future, Dead Ringers, A History of Violence, and Crash. Uh, we did an episode on The Fly a long time ago now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Cronenberg, uh, if you don't know the name, he's known for like body horror in most of his movies. He goes over the top with uh, with like grotesque shit, like pus and stuff coming out of your body and shit like that yeah um but then he also like a history of violence and crash like they were more dramas than anything i was surprised to see that he directed those whenever we did the fly episode yeah i haven't um, watched crash oh man i think it's, it's on uh it's on shutter mm, yeah actually i think you're right they just added it um it's not a horror movie though it's actually like a really fucking sad movie I'm pretty sure it came out like the same time as the other Crash movie too. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were like within the same year. Yeah. Um, we both watched Crimes of the Future. What did you think of that one? Because that's his newest one, it just came out this year. I liked it actually. Yeah. Um like I didn't think it was like amazing, but I like he knew what he was going for. Like mm-hmm. it really was like an art form. Yeah. Yeah, because he kind of went on a little bit of a hiatus and yeah, hadn't directed anything for a while. Then he came out this year with well, Crimes of the Future, and then he did The Death of David Cronenberg, which was like a, a 10 or 15 minute short film, which was weird. I don't know, it was had like a weird feel to it. Like yeah, he's filming his own death. Yeah, kind of yeah. Fu- kind of fucked up. Um, I'm excited for his son's new horror movie that's uh in post-production. What's that one? It's called Infinity Pool. Mm. Has uh, Mia Goth, has um, pretty sure no, Sydney Sweeney's not in it. Alexander Skarsgård. What's his son's name? Uh, Brandon. He did uh, Possessor. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's following in his dad's footsteps for sure. Like if you've seen Possessor, that movie's fucked too. Yeah. We got to do that one soon. I was almost going to pick it instead of this movie, which is ironic. That's wild. Um, yeah, moving on to the cast list. Uh, I didn't really recognize anybody except for the one guy. But uh, we have Oliver Reed, who played Dr. Raglan. Um, mm-hmm. He was in Gladiator and The Pit and the Pendulum. And then a whole bunch of like one-off episodes of TV shows and like shit that I've never seen before. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Egger played Nola. She was in The Collector. Um, she played Hera in the animated Hercules movie. Uh, she's in the original Dr. Doolittle. Um, Curtains, which is another Canadian horror movie. And The Phantom. And next I have Art Hindle, who is the one that I recognized. He played Frank. And uh, he was in the original Black Christmas. Uh, Porky's The Void, North of 60, which was a Canadian TV show in the 90s. Hmm. And another show called ENG. And lastly, I have Henry Beckman, who played Barton Kelly. He was in the X-Files, Blood and Guts, and he has 205 acting credits, and most of them I've never heard of. So, yeah, I didn't have any honorable mentions. I don't know if you do or not. but No, no. Uh, one of the actors that plays uh, one of the creatures is what they're credited as, I think. He played an Ewok in Star Wars, but... Huh. Other than that, yeah, not too much. This movie came out in 1979, though, and it's a Canadian horror movie, so it's yeah. kind of understandable that we probably don't really recognize a lot of these people. No, exactly. It was like one of his, well, not one of his first movies, but one of well, his was, like more, I don't know, he's done a bunch of shorts and stuff before this and a yeah. couple other horror movies. Yeah. It was definitely early on in his career. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that was short and sweet. So uh, you ready to dive into this movie discussion? Sir, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not expect this to be such a slow burn movie. Yeah, me either. Uh, kind of took me by surprise, kind of disappointed a bit. Yeah. Because, um, like, really, like, I don't know, like, even after reading, like, the, the plot, on wikipedia like i still don't even really understand it that much Mm -hmm. like i get 
you know, Raglan's a doctor and he's doing the psychoplasmics um, kind of psychotherapy, but it's like, I just don't understand like what that entails. Like, so he's showing that we're able to manifest something physically with our rage, like with our mental anger. So that's what these little creatures are. That's what Nola's doing. And that's what Nola's doing. Yeah. And that's why like all the characters have like these red blotches and like rashes all over their body and shit like that. Right. But I mean, like, yeah, it still doesn't make total sense. Yeah. At the same time, like, cause I finished the movie and I was like, I don't know what the hell I just watched. And I did what you did. I like, I went and I like looked up movie explanations for it. Yeah. And after that, cause like I, I originally rated it very low and Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to say what my rating is right now, but after I went through those explanations, I was like, okay, it makes a little bit more sense now. Like I get it. I like it a little bit more now that I have this information. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a movie, like considering it's our first watch of it, like we probably could have benefited from watching it like twice. Yeah. And I debated, I rented it on Apple TV Yeah, and like I, was gonna buy it because it's only 10 bucks to buy it mm-hmm. so i probably should have just bought it for mm-hmm. five more bucks but yeah um so like why didn't like did mike and all of his other patients did they form these little broods or was that just a something special that nolo was able to do i'm not sure because like because mike's at the beginning, Mike had all those little like bruises and stuff on his body too, right? Mm-hmm. But like, we don't really see Mike being angry at anything, do we? Like, we know no. that he's like he's ang- he's obviously angry like with his mother and like the way that she treated him because that's who Doctor Raglan is uh, is like kind of um, impersonating in that opening scene. Um. Yeah. But like with Nola, like she she's pissed off at multiple points throughout the movie. And like every time she gets pissed off, that's when one of these creature things shows up and kills somebody. Yeah. So I don't know if everybody like manifests it differently, mm. which I guess is what your question is. The one was. patient, um, I forget his name, but the one that uh was rolling around his room. <laughs> no, no, not him. The one that um Frank goes and sees who is like kind of helping Frank answer questions and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Got the lymphoma from the psychoplasmics. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he'd like quit. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of this opening scene? Like before we even had like any idea of what was going on with this movie. Like you mean the opening scene with like Mike and him on the stage. Yeah. Like, talking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. Like, yeah, and I expect more like body horror in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we really don't see anything until the very end. Like, we see like these boils and stuff on their skin, but it's nothing like even really worth mentioning. Like, it's just like, I don't know, it looks like a bad rash. And then at the very end, we see something. That we'll talk about later but it's like holy shit and like yeah. that's that's the scene that's in that shutter docuseries and oh yeah. really? yeah i definitely thought that that was going to be more of what this movie was what uh what do you remember what number it was at it was low like it was like probably in the 90s i think oh okay okay that, that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but like I haven't gone all the way through yet, so I don't. Well, the fly is on it too, but I don't know if there's any other Cronenberg movies. But like, he's got so much worse movies than this for for body yeah. horror that they could have added to that list. Yeah, I mean, this scene was fucked up, though. It was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like uh, the Frank character and his like relationship with Candace. Yeah, um, like he was a really good dad, and uh, like, and he also did. Like, I think he kind of did feel for Nola. Like, I think a part of him still wanted to be, like, a part of her. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, it's the mother of his daughter, right? Like, he's going to still have, like, love for her, whether he's in love with her or not. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like his relationship with Candace, his daughter is, it's really, I don't know. It's heartwarming, I guess we could say like, yeah, he's basically a single dad at this point. So yeah, he's raising her on his own and taking yeah. care of her while also trying to figure this shit out with Nola. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought she did a good job too. Like this was her first movie and I thought, uh, she did a good job. Uh, the girl that played Candace. Yeah. 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 She was good. Yeah. She only played in like three or four movies. After this. Yeah. Through like her career. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, like you can tell that this movie was made in the seventies. Cause like, yeah. With Candace, like we start, we see her without her shirt off or yeah. without her yeah, shirt yeah. on a lot. When and I was giving like, her a bath and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I feel a little uncomfortable watching this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she, she's only like six or seven. I think so she like, was eight. I think I just read she was eight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, that shit would not fly in this day and age. No, like, no, this movie would be shut down not. instantly. Definitely not. Um, yeah. Uh, what did you think of that first fucking brood we see? The, the first kill of, uh, who was it? Uh... Frank's mother-in-law, like Nola's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a cool scene, man. Like, I liked it. Uh, like, she hears a noise out in the kitchen, and she thinks, like, it's a mouse or something like that. So she goes and investigates. And, yeah. like, one of these little creature guys is up on top of her cupboards. Yeah, I did not expect that. Because, like, going into this, I really, honestly, had no idea what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. I never watched any trailer, never seen any pictures from it or anything yeah and when the like you see this little like monster like with fucking winter clothes and it's like making noises i'm like what the fuck is this thing yeah the only scene i've ever seen in this movie besides like the one that i saw on shutter was uh the scene of the three kids like walking down the road like all in their winter outfits like i've seen that before but like mm-hmm. I just always assumed that this movie was about kids killing yeah. people. Right. I mean, like they kind of are, but right. Do you think that Midsummer took their design of Ruben from this movie? I can see that. Because those little kids look like fucking Ruben did. Yeah. 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 I can see that. I can see that. So are these kids, do they have because especially like later kids, do they have like a kind of gene of Candace? Because they all kind of do look like her. That's true, actually. Well, that might be because Nola is manifesting them. Yeah. So like they're a part of her. So that mm-hmm. might be why. Yeah. One thing I didn't understand is how there was like, like later on in the movie towards the end, there's like 10 of them in a room and they're all in like bunk beds and shit like that. So like, like I know it's a whole manifestation, but like, so are they just alive in our world now? Like, yeah. Or or is it like some sort of telekinetic power and they've already been here? I think they're just like alive. So like once she manifests them, they're just alive in the world. Yeah. Forever. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I got. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And they're just like all kind of fucking hanging out in this room with because after it's not this one that they capture, it's the one whenever uh Nola's dad goes back to the house and mm-hmm. then he gets killed by the the little thing, and then he ends up killing it, or Frank ends up killing it. Yeah. And then they bring it back to the corners and they're like explaining, it. they're like never seen this before like it has no uh it's like asexual i think yeah it has um like a cleft lip it has uh no navel so like how was this thing born yeah which is kind of cool that he included all of that into the storyline because like that could be a, a fact that got overlooked easily yeah so like showing that this thing wasn't born of natural ways yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah, like I, the kills, like, because they're like little kids, right? So it's like, you can't really do much. Like, there wasn't that much, like, gore or like scares happening. Like, uh, I don't know. What do you think? I agree. And like, I kind of looked at it as like, whenever in the early Child's Play movies, 
when Chucky's like using like not a knife, but like something that would be like a bludgeon sort of thing, like whether he's using yeah. a bat or like a hammer or something like that. Like, yeah, it looks funny, right? Cause he's so tiny and like, you know, that they're not going to have that much power behind their, mm-hmm. like whenever they're throwing their hands down. Yeah. So I find it comical with shit like this. Like whenever they use like blunt objects to kill somebody. Yeah. And like, especially in this one, cause like with uh, uh, her name is Juliana. So Nola's mother, like she gets bludgeoned. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, I feel like you could fight off this small child. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, but I don't know. At I the mean, end, Raglan, Raglan is pretty scared of them, right? Yeah, like I think he knows what they can do, and like, are they kind of controlling him? Because like he's letting them live at his house, basically, right? Yeah, or he's just trying to keep like close tabs on them. Yeah, because I don't think like he he's wants to prove that you can manif- like physically manifest your anger and rage, but like, I don't think he wants people to die. No. And I think like Nola is so angry and so like mentally ill and unstable that she is like going on this killing spree basically. Mm-hmm. So, so she manifests these uh, things. Um so she manifests two of them to go and kill the teacher yeah. who kind of has this certainly a relationship with Frank, mm-hmm. but she like goes to his place to like have dinner and like, just let him know how Candace is doing. And like, they kind of have this like weird, like sexual tension a bit, Yeah, but no- nothing really transpires from it. And then um, the next day at school, two of these things go to the classroom which is a really creepy scene too. And they yeah. fucking bludgeon the teacher in front of like all the kids and yeah. grab these like toy hammers and like lock Candace in the bathroom and then like kill the teacher in front of the kids. It was really creepy. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. Just cause like you can see all the kids playing around in the classroom. And then you see these two creeping in and you know that like, you know what they are. You've yeah. already, we've already seen them now. And you can see them kind of creeping in through the background and you're like, oh shit, like yeah. who are they going after? Yeah. And yeah, like it's just a brutal scene that it happens right in front of like a classroom of like 20 kids that are in like what grade two if she's nine or eight or nine. Yeah. And like you see the one kid come running out of the classroom trying to find somebody to help. Yeah. And by the time they get in there, she's already dead. Oh yeah, she's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Nolan manifests these things going do they these things basically so yeah this kill kind of makes sense because unless i don't know how she would know that like kind of their like relationship is happening well because she calls frank and the teacher picks up frank's phone oh, okay okay so right, she just right, automatically right. assumes that they're having an affair right yeah um and so did her parents put her there is that why she's mad at them i don't know because why else would she want to kill her parents? They may have. Unless she had like a bad upbringing or something like that. Yeah, maybe. And that's kind of why she has these uh, issues. Yeah. I'm going to go to the site to see. Because I remember reading about it. Uh, you can keep going if you want. I'll just... Um. Oh, oh, yeah, I thought. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, so yeah, she had she was abused as a child. It doesn't say why, but I guess in the movie, because it says here one day while Nola is in therapy with Raglan recounting a particularly painful memory in- involving her abuse as a child. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they obviously talked about it, and we both missed it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she was abused as a child. Yeah. Uh, so after the uh, the teacher's death, Regland is because at one point he knows he's like going too far because Nola's dad tries to go there and like basically stop him and try and get Nola back, but he like friends with a gun and stuff like that, and then like Regland's like, ah, like he'll be fine, just leave him, whatever. Yeah. So, like, Raylan knows he's, like, doing some shady shit, 
And then I think it's after the teacher dies where he closes down everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like he ships everyone off on buses from the place and Mike's really upset, stuff like that. But he keeps uh, Nola there. Yeah. So do you think he was just having kind of like a self-conscious like moment? Like I need to stop this therapy or before yeah. more people get hurt. Yeah. I mean, I think it all circles back around to the fact that he doesn't want people to get hurt. I think he's using this as like some sort of like a coping mechanism so people can see like physically see what their anger is doing and because uh, like I mean everybody gets angry it's a natural human emotion right but we don't always yeah. see how our anger hurts other people mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if that's what he's kind of trying to bring out of people uh, okay okay but I think with Nola it just like fucking got extrapolated and yeah now it's like huge yeah um and after the the teacher death the two uh little dwarves kidnap candace mm-hmm. and she's missing for like i don't know it seems like a couple of days at least right yeah it doesn't even seem like frank is really trying that hard to to find her yeah like he doesn't like tell anybody like any cops or anything really like that yeah just i don't know he kind of looks for her but not yeah yeah um and then he goes to ragland uh and kind of convinces ragland like to basically stop this i think right Yeah. yeah so what do you think is like the moment where ragland was like okay, like, this has gone too far, like, we need to stop this. I don't know, because, like, you can kind of see, like, his attitude change throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if he knows that Nola killed her own mother. Um, But then, like, I don't know, maybe just sort of gets, like, some sort of an epiphany. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, like, she was pissed at her mother. Now she's dead. She was pissed at her father. Now he's dead. She was pissed at this teacher. Now she's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if he's starting to understand what she's doing. Yeah. Cause she's making a lot of these things. Oh yeah. Like, well, like I said, there's like fucking 10 of them living in a room of up there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, regular goes upstairs with candid or no, he was up there by himself. By himself, right? To get uh, Candace. And Frank is talking to Nola, right? Yeah. Um, and there's like all these bunk beds and all these broods up there. And uh, Raglan ends up getting Candace and is like starting to take her away. And then um, he like all the broods like kind of get like mad that he's taking her away because like they're kind of they're part of nola right so it's like she got her kid back and now he's taking her away yeah and uh like i think he knows how dangerous they are because he's like very hesitant like puts candace down and then they just all like attack him and jump on him and just pretty much beat him to a pulp <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but then they they turn on candace though because she locks herself in the door and they start like trying to get in there and get at her. So it's like, were they going to kill her? I think they just didn't want her to escape. Right. Because Hmm. like these came from Nola. So you can assume that Nola sent them to get Candace Mm -hmm. because Nola wants her there with her and not with Frank. So I don't, I don't know if they were going to kill her, but I think they were trying to prevent her from leaving. Yeah. And so she has, do you think she has like kind of like telekinetic powers to them? Yeah, I do think yeah. so. Yeah. Cause like they start to wake up and shit, like as she's getting kind of pissed. Yeah. Like once Frank goes in there and, and yeah. talks to her and stuff like that. Yeah, I like the this the scene with uh Frank and Nola and kind of like the setting of it. Um and then whenever she like lifts up her dress or whatever and you see this fucking like egg sack mm-hmm. on the side of her uh belly yeah and then like a baby comes out of it and it's like frank's like 
what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then so weird. Yeah, and it comes out and she starts licking it clean like a yeah. like an animal would. It's just ugh. yeah. But yeah, yeah, that that's the scene that's on Shutter, and that's yeah. the scene where I was like, God damn, like okay. This is yeah. this is a movie I want to watch, but we have to <laughs> wait until like the very fucking end to see this shit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. What happens at the very end of the movie? I forget. I know, like the the very very end when they're driving away, but I forget the in between stuff. Well, they start attacking Raglan. He shoots a few of them. Yeah. Um. Gets beaten to death, like we've already mentioned. Uh. Nola tells Frank that she would rather see Candace die than let him take her away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so actually, yeah, maybe the brood was going to kill her then. Mm-hmm. Because like with that line, like they could probably sense that she has that feeling. Yeah. And they know that Frank's there to take Candace away. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they were just going to kill her. Yeah. Um, but then Frank goes after Nola and he chokes her to death. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's able to save Candace. Yeah. So yeah. I think once Nola dies, the the brood dies too. Yeah. But then whenever they're driving away, you get this like shot on Candace's arm of like is like a tattoo or something. No, it's more it's welts that oh welts, okay, yeah, yeah. So like kind of but there's like a bigger one though, right? On her forearm. Well, there's two two like I don't know, dime-sized ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which is obviously implying that she has whatever Nola has. So if there was a the brood two, we could yeah. we could assume that maybe Candace would be the one that it's that it's happening to. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, my, like mother, like daughter, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, how did you like the ending of this movie? I mean, it was good. Yeah. It wasn't like, like I'm, I'm okay with a slow burn as long as the ending is like top notch and like it is able to like wrap everything up and mm-hmm. I don't know, keep my attention. But like, I mean, it was, it was good, but it wasn't good enough to make up for the super slow burn through it. Yeah. 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 I can agree with that. I mean, like the whole scene was them driving away and then like the implication that Candace has like this inner rage that Nola has. I think that was a a nice touch. Yeah. Um, And I would like to, to have seen like where they could go with that, but yeah, obviously that never happened. No, I don't think it ever would. No. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have much else to, Bring up, was there anything in the, in the movie that we forgot to mention or that you wanted to talk about? Not really. I mean, it's a pretty short movie and it's pretty straightforward with what we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you've never watched it and you, it is, well, obviously, like if it's your first time watching it, I would suggest maybe watching it twice or maybe like after you finish yeah. it, kind of read up on what everything is. Cause going into a blind and not really knowing what the hell is going on, it's kind of, a confusing movie yeah i find that's like the same with most cronenberg movies yeah like i just watched videodrome for the first time this year and like i didn't really know much about it yeah and it's like what the fuck is this like it's just <laughs> the way his mind is and the way he like puts it on the screen it's like i don't know no one does it like him yeah he's kind of like uh stanley kubrick in a sense where yeah like but like obviously more like gory and shit, but like even with like 2001 A Space Odyssey and uh, uh, A Clockwork Orange and shit like that, like those movies were kind of all over the place. They were cut weird. They they jumped around a lot. Yeah. So I feel like Cronenberg is like that too. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What uh, what are your reviews for this movie? All right. I know some people are probably going to come after me for this one. <laughs> I know one person definitely in particular because I know they like this movie. Mm. Um, so I gave the story a three out of ten. Yeah. Uh, just s- slow pace. Um, 
I didn't really understand what was happening even after like reading the the plot synopsis on Wikipedia and all that and like for me if like needing to go and like do like research and stuff as to like what this movie is kind of like defeats the purpose of the movie like why even watch it if I'm just going to go mm. you know look up after just get what it's about um I did like most of the characters in the movie um thought the acting was good uh but yeah story three to ten I did like the the brood characters I thought they were kind of like original like you don't really see anything like that so yeah uh yeah story three to ten and quality give a five out of ten um I mean it's a well-made movie but it was like late 70s and I don't know it was short the acting was okay mediocre at best uh the score was all right as well. Um, yeah, I just didn't, didn't really like it that much. <laughs> Maybe I'll like it more in a second watch. Who knows? Yeah. So three out of 10 and five out of 10. All right. Not, not too bad, I guess. Yeah. Um, my story, I gave it a five out of 10. Okay. I said, much like most of Cronenberg's movies, this was original as fuck in its time. Um, it's a pretty slow movie to the point of like being borderline boring. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get an understanding of the story, it helps with the slow delivery a little bit. Um, I mentioned like I was confused when I was finished it. So I looked up the explanations and it made a lot more sense to me. Uh, the movie came out in 1979 and it was one of the movies that helped push Cronenberg into his role of like body horror Godfather. So I feel like I kind of have to respect it Yeah, a little bit whether or not I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I think like we just kind of have to give it its credit. Yeah. I guess. Um, quality. I give it a six out of 10. Okay. Um, like I mentioned previously, I found the pacing was like a bit off. Like it was kind of edited weird and like chopped around a lot. Um, yeah. It was slow, but uh, the movie is only 90 minutes long, but it often felt longer than that due to some very boring scenes. Yeah. Um, the sound editing was rough, even for 1979. Um, yeah. Much like uh, we just did pieces last week. And like the sound editing was almost not, it wasn't that bad, but it was like, yeah, it was almost that bad. Yeah. Um, I liked the score a lot. Um, it's funny that you said the acting was mediocre because that's the exact word that i used for it too uh the practical effects were amazing as they generally are with cronenberg uh even though we didn't get a whole lot of the body horror yeah the stuff that we did see was pretty wild like that that external like womb sack thing on nola like yeah it looked good yeah yeah it was yeah. nasty so yeah i give it a five out of ten and a six out of ten nice <clears throat> All right, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus. The Brood is a grotesque, squirming, hilariously shrill exploration of the bizarre and deadly side of motherhood. See, these are the kind of things, like, like going to this movie, you know, hearing this movie is, like, you know, scary and, like, one of the most disturbing movies ever, but like I did not get that whatsoever. Back in the seventies, I mean, maybe. Yeah, but even people are saying that today, though. Yeah, I mean, like now we have Terrifier and Terrifier Two. That's like, true. Yeah. This this is a a consensus that I could see being read for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus minus the motherhood part, but yeah. yeah. Um, I would say uh, sixty-seven. Mm. critics gave it an 82 percent. wow yeah okay yeah on uh 28 reviews and an average score of 7.5 out of 10 damn the audience score was a 68 percent, so you're close with that one okay uh on 5,000 ratings and an average score of 3.6 out of 5 or a 7.2 out of 10 very nice nice yeah um Letterbox is the same score, 3.6 out of 5. Uh, I gave it a 1.5. You gave it a 3 out of 5. Um, Jensen, 
from uh, Fright Crew gave it a four out of five. Mm. Anthony from Porcelain Peak gave it a four to five. I think those were really the only ones yeah, I saw there. Yeah. Um, and then they have a cool poster of it as well on Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. This is like one of those movies where like I'm going to watch it again at least once just to yeah. kind of get a better grasp of it. But after I watch it that second time, I'm probably never going to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that like I gave it a three, which is not great, but I mean, it's not that I hated the movie. It's just, it's one of those movies that I feel like I don't need to watch again. Yeah. Like it, I didn't enjoy it enough to like, have this be like a yearly to watch. Want it to rewatch, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of have that feeling with a lot of Cronenberg's movies. Like mm-hmm. The Fly, I love The Fly. Um, I'll watch that like multiple times. And yeah. like, yeah, yeah, a History of Violence, I like Crash. I really like, mm-hmm. but like his like big like body horror movies, like th- well this one if we want to say it, but and then like Videodrome, um, there's like a couple others, but like. I'm a fan of his work and like, I'm a fan of what he's done with the genre, but I'm not like, I don't find his movies to be that good. Yeah. Like even crimes of the future, like you enjoyed it, but I didn't find it that good. Yeah. He's a very polarizing director. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, I I understand people liking him and like enjoying the work that he does. And like, I love the horror, the body horror aspect of what he does. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's a fucking genius when it comes to that shit. But like, yeah. as for stories in his movies, like they're just kind of fucking all over the place. Like Dead Ringers, I just watched that last year for the first time. That movie's fucked up. Yeah. Um, and like, I just find his shit doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm just, I don't know, not smart enough for it. Yeah, so you already did letterbox. All right, you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. All right, what did you give for a scare rating? Uh, scare rating gave a two out of ten. Um, just wasn't that scary at all. Uh, the kills were like, eh, nothing too crazy. The blood and gore, not much there. So, two out of ten. All right. And uh, scariest scene, I said <clears throat> the egg sack scene that just caught me off guard. Um, I thought the body horror aspect was done really well. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And would I survive? I said, yes, I feel like I could definitely take one or two of these little creatures. <laughs> uh, I mean, regularly gets attacked by like 10, so I can understand why he didn't survive. But yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. As for me, my scare rating, I gave it a three out of 10. So it's more so like the idea of this movie that's scarier than the actual movie. Like mm-hmm. people being able to physically manifest your anger and have it attack people that piss you off. I said, imagine if some of our world leaders had this power. Like, yeah, that's a fucking scary thing to think about. Um, scary scene. I said, by far, without a doubt, the end scene was Nola and her external womb and cleaning the baby off with her own tongue. Like, <laughs> just fucking nasty would i survive i said i don't think i've ever pissed anyone off enough that they'd want to send ruben for midsummer after me but i can't be 100 certain um so i'm like i'm like a 90 10 okay. ratio of like surviving I don't, I don't think anybody wants to be dead no i no. hope not no <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fucked up Imagine having a bounty on your head. Like, what, how would you feel about that? I don't know. I'd hire my own bodyguard. That's fair. I mean, like, someone wants you dead so bad that they're going to offer like a million dollars to someone who can kill you. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Huh. It's a weird thing to think about. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, that wraps up the episode. Uh, that's, this is a very short one. Very short run. I feel like we haven't had a short one in a while. That's true. It's true. There wasn't a whole lot of deep dive into this movie. No, no. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bare bones. Um, as for next week, uh, we're going to be um, watching Pearl. 
and discussing yeah. Pearl. I'm so excited. So am I. I'm very, very excited. Uh, we both really enjoyed X and yeah. I've heard good things about Pearl. So yeah, me too. I think it's going to be good. Another one to knock off for 2022 list. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I went ahead and bought it on Apple TV because it was it was on sale for like 10 bucks or 14 bucks. I was like, yeah, fucking, yeah, that, yeah. that's a fucking steal. Like, why would yeah. I not get this? Yeah. And then you texted me, you're like, dude, you should have waited. Like it's available to, to rent. And I was like, ah, I don't know, man, like 14, yeah. 14 bucks for this movie. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm likely going to end up buying the fucking Blu-ray of it. Anyways. Yeah, me too. So I'll have it twice, I guess, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Pearl. Neither one of us have watched it. Uh, so it's going to be a fun first watch. Hopefully. Um, I like doing these like newer movies. Like we've done yeah. a few this this year. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we did Scream Five. We did Prey. We're gonna do Pearl. Yeah. Um, can't remember if we've done any other ones, but yeah. the other fun. <clears throat> All right. Well, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account. Uh, where we have our merch we actually have two new merch designs up so please go check those out because uh i like them yeah me too man you did I mean, a good job i'm a little biased but <laughs> I, I was having some fun the other morning and i was like yeah i like these um where was i uh oh we have a patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way uh there's also links to each of our individual letterbox accounts our discord server and anywhere that you can listen to us Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're oh. both we're both tired. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be an early night tonight. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, see you later. <laughs>